Today we celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King, King of the universe. We know that God our Father has created the whole universe, but he has placed his son Jesus as its king. What does that mean? It means that he has given his son Jesus power and authority over all of creation. Think about Jesus being in that boat with his disciples on the lake and the great storm comes and his disciples are crying out for help, fearful of their death. And Jesus wakes up from his sleep and with a word calms the storm, brings it to peace. Think of the hundreds, if not thousands of people that Jesus cured from illnesses, demons that he expelled from their lives with a word, with a touch of his hand, showing his power, his authority over all created things, both visible and invisible. He is the king of the world. But the things of this earth don't really have a choice in the matter. (laughs) Jesus is their king. He has authority over them. Even the demons he expels, they've made their choice. They've aligned with evil. And at times, Jesus exerts his will over theirs to expel them from people or places. But we human beings, sons and daughters of God, made in his image and likeness, have free will, and we have to make the choice for Jesus to be our king. We have to make it in a definitive way at a moment in our life, but we have to make this daily as well. Because somebody is going to wield ultimate power and authority over our lives. And it will be one of four people. One, it will be ourself. We will try to have exercise of complete power and authority of our life, and that at some point is going to lead us to be frustrated, to be depressed, to be anxious, because it's beyond what we can control. Many times it leads to addiction because we just follow our impulses, we follow our passions, and we give those complete power and authority over our lives. Sometimes we can choose to give power and authority to another person. And we become overly dependent upon them. We look to somebody else to have power over our happiness. We look to them to be the ultimate cause of our stability, of our peace, of our joy. And that will always at some point lead to frustration. There's no person that is competent enough to have complete power and authority over our lives. As good and as loving as they might be. Thirdly, there is that choice to choose Satan. To choose evil. He offers quick, convenient, seemingly effortless solutions to problems in our life, but his hands always leads us to destruction. There's an evil there that that wants to see us suffer. It wants to see us destroy, but it can lure us in with quick fixes and, and strong, good feelings to lead us down a dark path. And finally, there's the capable hands of Jesus. He and he alone has the competency and the power and the authority to have complete control over our lives and to give us happiness, peace, and wholeness. And that's why he so desperately wants to be our king, because he's the only one we can completely give our hearts to and he can give ourselves back to us more fully. And he really wants to be our king for many reasons, but I want to um, elaborate on three. 
First of all, he really wants to be our king because he wants to be our shepherd. And as sheep totally depend on their shepherd for guidance and protection, um, they don't just look to them, but they totally depend on the shepherd for their guidance and protection. So too, we are intended to depend on Jesus as our shepherd for guidance and protection. Without the shepherd's help, a sheep cannot find the best pastures for eating. They cannot find the best waters for drinking on their own. They need the pastor's help, the shepherd's help. On their own, they cannot protect themselves from the wolves. They cannot protect themselves from other animals that might want to harm them. They need the shepherd's protection. And so too, as our king, Jesus wants us to go to him daily and say, Jesus, guide me. Guide me into the best places today. Guide me to the restful waters. Guide me to the pastures where I can grow the most. Protect me from temptation. Protect me from evils. And daily we have to invite him. He's not going to force his help on us, but daily we have to invite him to guide us into the good things of life, to discern where the Spirit's leading us, and also to protect us from evil. We have to depend on Jesus as much as the sheep depend on the shepherd to give us that daily guidance and protection. And he wants to do that for us. We just have to call him our king, giving him that power and authority. Secondly, Jesus wants to be our king because he wants to reveal to us the place in his kingdom that he has set out for us. As king, he knows his kingdom better than anyone. He knows its strengths. He knows its weaknesses. And he knows each of us. And he knows exactly where each of us fit best in his kingdom. And so in the big things and the small things, he wants us to come before him and say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I'm ready to do your will. Show me, Lord, the place that you have set out for me so that I can glorify you. And I can contribute to the building up of your kingdom. Surely in our vocation, we think about the big picture in our life. You know, God, do you want me to serve as a priest, a religious? Do you want me to serve as a consecrated person? Do you want me to get married and raise children in the faith and bring more souls into existence that can love you and know you? But also in the little things, Lord, where do you need me today? Where are you calling me to serve you today? Where does your love and your grace need to be carried by me today? And Jesus really wants to show us that. He wants us to have that fulfillment of moving into that split space in the kingdom that has our name on it. And two, to see his, his kingdom grow and, and, and more people to experience his peace and joy. But again, we have to give him that power and authority to show us that place and to move us into that place. Finally, Jesus wants to be our king because he wants to love us and he wants us to love him back. He loves us with a love that we cannot fathom. We see it on the cross, but it's hard for us to fathom it. He's revealed his heart to us, to the saints. It's burning with fire out of love for us. But it's hard for us to fathom it. And in response, as any lover 
wants, he just wants us to return that love. Because as I said in the beginning, when we give our hearts to Jesus, he gives us back our truest self. When we give our hearts to Jesus, he gives us back our truest self. It's in giving that we receive. And when we give our love, we give our hearts to Jesus as our king. Not only does he shepherd us, not only does he guide and protect us as that shepherd. Not only does he show us our place in the kingdom, but he gives us our truest self. And in the gospel, Jesus shows us the way that he preferentially loves to be loved. And that is in the poor. He said in the naked and the hungry and the thirsty and the imprisoned and the sick, there he is hiding. He said, what you do to the least of these, you do to me. And so he asked us to search for our king, disguised in the poor, and to love him there. There's something so powerful about that, that it's a definitive part of us being separated as sheep and as goats. Sheep, those who chose Jesus as their king, and goats who mistakenly chose themselves, they chose somebody else, or they chose Satan himself to be their king. And so we're challenged to keep our eyes open, to see the world with the eyes of faith, and to look for our king hidden in our midst, so that we might love him, we might give him our hearts. And as we give our hearts to Jesus in the poor as our king, we have confidence that he will give us back our truest selves. He will use his power and authority that we have given him over our lives to fulfill us, to give us deep joy, deep peace, and to make us part of his kingdom. And so I invite you on this solemnity of Christ the King to choose Jesus anew as your king. Don't be afraid to give him complete power and authority over all of your life so that he may guide and protect you as your shepherd, so that he may show you more clearly your place in his kingdom where you will find fulfillment and the world will be blessed by your gifts and talents and that you will be given a chance to love your king, to love your king and in so doing to find your truest self. All of these blessings and more await us on this feast. Let us together claim him anew as our king.